It's been a hectic week in the Indian Super League with matches day in and day out. And we have all of that covered in this episode of Injury Time. Hey listener and welcome. This is your host Naveen and joining me today is Sandeep from Bangalore. Hello Sandeep. Hello, how are you? Doing good Sandeep. How's basketball going there? I hear you're covering a basketball competition. Yeah, I'm covering the FIBA Under-18 Women's Asian Championship. Uh, it's been fun. Just watched Australia match. Uh, really, really, you know, nail-biter. Buzzer shot. Well, yes, some nail-biting contest there and some nail-biting contest in the ISL as well. We'll get to that a little later. And making his spot debut with me in the studio is Akash. Hey, Akash. Hey. How's it been? How's it being in the studio for the very first time in your life? I'm a bit nervous, but then let's see how it... Well, that's life, isn't it? <laughs> You're always nervous when you start something new. So, let's just dive right into it. A Manita, to say the least, final win for Goa over Mumbai a few days back, Sandeep. A game that should have seen more goals, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, actually, I think Mumbai are by far from what we've seen the worst of the lot. And Goa is obviously one of the best of the lot. So, you can see how easy it is for them. They just ripped them apart. Absolutely ripped them apart. Uh, Akash, you got a glimpse of that game. What did you make of it? Were you expecting more goals from Goa? Or did, or did you want Mumbai to come back into that game? No, I don't think so. Mumbai were coming up, coming back from like when they were 3-0 down. And uh, I agree with uh, what Sandeep said. Mumbai has been the worst of the lot. And I don't know how they're getting a couple of wins in the coming games after the Goa win. Uh, Goa lost, I mean. So, uh, Koro has been, I feel, has been the top top player for Goa and uh, he's going to carry them and win the golden boot, I feel, this time. Koro, not only in that game against Mumbai, but Sandeep against Pune as well, coming up with those two goals before seeing a red in the dying moments of that game. Two different sides of a player. How do you describe this man? Uh, I, for me, he is the best striker in the league. I, uh, I know I can... There are arguments that it is Miku, Chetri, Ogbeche, all of them are you know worthy arguments. But for me, he's the best. Because, you know, he's got, what, six goals, four assists? Uh, that is that is just unbelievable. That in such small amount of games, he runs, he runs channels, he's strong, he gets tackles, he's confident, he's good in the air, his movement is fantastic, his finishing is great. Like He can do everything. And uh, I think Goa is going to miss him when because he's out with a red card. Well, guys, uh, that game against Mumbai showed us what Goa can do on the attacking front. But... A game against FC Pune City a few days back on Sunday also showed their defensive lapses when Mumbai, a team that is now coached by Pratyum Reddy, an Indian coach, scored two goals and could have gone on to add a few more if not for some misplaced passes or misplaced opportunities. Akash, do you see Pune coming back from that rut now, especially given the way they performed against Goa? Uh, I see Pune having a decent performance against uh, Goa. So, I feel, I mean, uh, if, if Prajumans, Prajumans give him more time and uh, their players support the coach, I feel they're coming back uh, stronger and solid and uh, I feel they're going to make a comeback this time. Sandeep, do you agree to this? this? This is something that we have been discussing for a very long time. Is it time that clubs in the ISL now give a longer run for Indian coaches? You have someone like a Naushad Musa in Bangalore, you have Thong Bhai Singh in Kerala and now Pradyum taking over as an interim coach in Pune. Yeah, I think they should, uh, I mean, they should generally give a longer run for any coach to make, you know, get his ideas across. But I hope that they keep Pradyum because he's a very good coach. Uh, and we saw in the match against Goa, the I think 4-2 kind of, you know, uh, flatter, flatters Goa a little bit because uh, Pune had good chances. They had a penalty that was missed. So, in that sense, uh, they probably could have made more of it, which uh, I think is a credit to Pradyum. And Pradyum himself is someone who is 
who's been around the blocks for a long time like people may not know this but uh, the he was the assistant coach on Bangalore FC launched and uh, all the indian players that they signed at that time was under his uh, guidance even udanta for that matter or alvin george and all these people who came later also was through his contacts that he knew such players were there in the tfa so they brought them on he worked in shillong in the second division and they were there and you know he picked up uh, quite a few i mean his knowledge in the northeast region which is at, uh, like speaking frankly now i think that's where bulk of your talent is coming from and he has got great uh, knowledge there he's a good coach he's been around top teams for a long time i think it's finally time for him to get the top job and hopefully he can deliver sandeep but uh, seeing this pune play against goa you saw him ring a number of changes someone like an ashutosh mehta coming back into that full backs role might not have had the best of game but he did make a case for himself that night yeah i mean we've seen ashutosh mehta is an i league winner with aizol it's a, so obviously he's been someone who's performed very well at a high level uh, i mean he's some one of those player who will give you a 7 7.5 every game i mean he won't be outstanding but he'll be very solid and dependable uh, i mean you saw that uh, clearance that he made that came at a very very big cost of the goal line you, did you see that yeah that came at a very big cost to his personal uh, you know body but that is what you get from him uh, but it's commitment I mean, so you have to give it to him i mean that's uh, i i wouldn't have done that man i'm sorry <laughs> But, but Sandeep, one point here is uh, he he was good at Aizwal, but uh, he wasn't good at when he played for Mumbai or or else ATK as well. I mean, he wasn't that good. Like I feel, so I don't think he getting a start at Pune. I mean, he should be on the bench, not on the starting lineup. Come on, I mean, he's not been that good. Aizwal, I understand Aizwal, him and uh, Ashutosh and Jayesh, they were influential for the uh, Aizwal winning the season. but uh, after aizwal i don't think he's been that good but you know if you look at the teams that he played for uh, even mumbai wasn't that good and maybe even last year atk wasn't that good either under ashley there are lots of problems so maybe it was the environment around the club uh, i certainly think he is a decent player to have in your team well uh, the question now here comes is if not ashutosh who else pune has a sarda goli a youngster who yes he's proved his worth in the limited opportunities got but akash will you put A, a youngster like a Sarath Goli in front of Ashutosh Mehta, a person who can guarantee you at least a seven seven point five like Sandeep mentioned. Sarath, I mean, uh, he's a he's a good guy. He's talented and he's young. So I feel uh, uh, the coach would take chances with him uh, and put Sarath instead of Ashu because um, yeah, he's a young lad. He'll take time to settle the game and uh, then. But once once you give him chances, he's be, he's going to be good. So I feel Sarath should be given more chances rather than Ashu. Well, a team that is getting a lot of chances is Mumbai City FC. After that humiliating loss to Goa, a five-nil result there, they were back home against Delhi Dynamos, a game that Delhi should have killed in the first half, which they failed to do. So Mumbai punished them rightly, scored two goals in the second half to win the tie. Akash, you were there at that game. Yeah, I was in the stands, and uh, I could see the first ten minutes where Delhi were absolutely dominating the game. I saw Changte, I saw Rene Milenic, absolutely dominating. They were exchanging passes, lot of crosses going in, but none, none of them on the target, the chances. So I, I feel Delhi are lacking there in the final third, where they're not, they're not making games, they're not finishing, they're not shooting. So that is when Mumbai actually took the game. So after 15-20 minutes, then uh, Mumbai were on the counter and they scored two goals. So Rafael Bastos and uh, Machado, like Paulo Machado, has been very influential for them. And uh, this is where they kill the game. I feel the midfield has been very good for Mumbai. Uh, just adding to that, uh, I think in you we had the Maharashtra derby uh, before, 
and we saw the two teams play and then pradyam showed how you can play against goa which is something that mumbai should have done because goa are a team who likes to keep possession and i mean people generally associate bangalore more than goa as a team that who keeps a lot of possession or one of the two teams that keeps a lot of possession but goa is by far the team that keeps the most amount of the ball and that's because they are comfortable all their midfielders are comfortable all their defenders are comfortable on the ball and they kind of invite the pressure until the point where they can you know bypass that uh, first press and then they are on to the attack immediately pradyum by pressing forward he made sure that didn't happen mumbai just sat back i mean i just couldn't understand what they were doing against goa i mean that that scoreline is actually flattering to mumbai because they cannot let goa just do dictate whatever they want just uh, like koro is just wandering around here and there and nobody's doing anything edu bedia is popping up here and there like just mark mark people come on well that's the least you can expect from a team like mumbai especially that game against delhi if not for a few misses in the final third by delhi the the game was over there the in the first half itself you would have seen the result written all over the wall mumbai had no chance of coming back if those goals in the first half those chances would have been converted into goals but delhi did not do that but against a team like say a northeast or a bangalore or like we saw against goa teams who make the chances count bombay is just done bombay has no chance of coming back so going forward a team that is coached by someone who won the champions league for and is known for its defensive prowess how do you see go uh, how do you see mumbai come out of this rut uh mumbai i don't think so i mean they when they play, face the top teams like bangalore you just said uh they're going to get thrashed just like they get they got thrashed against goa so uh once once they like once they go in and uh, when they go in with a tactical side like bengaluru they were set pieces set pieces where uh, free kicks and uh, facing big mans like eric pertalu meku in that matter oh, sorry yuvanan i mean uh, so uh, i don't think they they they're going to last they're going to last this three or four wins against uh, against small cubs that's it that's it they're done Yeah, Mumbai is a mid-table club. You don't see them go and achieve something big. Mid-table is at this moment. I I don't know, man. I have no idea how they're winning matches. <laughs> Sometimes it's just, rub of the luck. I'm just wondering, like, I know. I mean, what, what is there is something so uh, Machiavellian about uh, Lucian Goan in that sense. He just popped last year. Also, he did some phenomenal performances, but really shambolic ones well, as well. So I really you just called him the Indian Sergio Ramos, did you? <laughs> yeah, off, yeah off. I don't I didn't want to call in that on it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's not only Bombay that is having a poor run in the ISL defending champions Chennai. What is happening there Sandeep? Another loss this time to ATK 2-0 result in favor of the Kolkata side. Uh I I think I still think it's Denpal Ganesh and the center defense. I mean you, you How saw How long is he out? <laughs> I I think he's back uh, once the mid-season break is over. I think he should All probably right. be back at that time. It probably half on. the season is done. Yeah, but come on, this is. I mean, last year we praised and raved about how good uh, Chennai were defensively. We said they beat Bangalore by you know being that sturdy, strong side who did not budge when other people. It's like you put a rock in a wave. That's basically what was last year. And this year there seems to be lots of cracks in the rock. Lots of cracks in the Chennai rock. Akash, how do you see things change around for Chennai if they are to change around? uh one thing which i see there's something wrong in john gregory's team is that uh the team selection the team selection has been very bad putting your star player which is gregory nelson who has been so influential for you last season keeping not even in the starting lineup in on the bench is very bad even top striker uh, jj on the bench come on you have to be in the side but jj has had a poor run of form in the season so far so doesn't that show you why john gregory is dropping him 
if not him i mean he's got the experience if he if he's not scoring he lay off for someone Salah he's going to make him sal has been doing good but then jj jj his he has his quality he has his top class quality where uh, even if he's not in the top form he's at least laying off laying it off to uh, we've seen that in couple of indian games where he's laying laying it off to balwant or robin he can do the same thing for chennai and probably things might change Well, Sandeep, do you agree to that JJ should start, especially given that India has that Asian Cup coming up? Uh, I mean, personally, for as an Indian, I would like him to start. But then again, uh, as a coach, he has to do what he has to do to get the victory. Because JJ, like we discussed before, when he's not in the mood, he has the tendency to go missing for long periods of the game. I'm, that, by that, I'm not saying he doesn't press or he doesn't do defensive types, but he just kind of drifts through the game and doesn't make too many movements or impact in that sense. So. It's a tough call, but uh, I guess with the coaches also under so much pressure, they haven't actually won a game, so you have to give it to him too. But I agree with the uh, with everything else that Akash has said. Uh, been, especially in defense, they're missing Sereno a lot. Uh, I think Calderon is one year older, maybe one year too older, too old in that sense. Uh, he's losing a little bit of legs. A year too old for Chennai defense. But one team that has really surprised all of us, Sandeep, you'll definitely agree to this is Northeast United. a team that held jamshedpur fc in their game this week what do you make of that game okay that was a red card that changed the game i i i yeah i thought they would have gone on to win that quite easily when and what a turn from the striker from ogbeje for that goal like unbelievable absolutely brilliant to top yeah, class yeah, top to class. drop your shoulder and he dropped it so far that there was, everyone thought he was going that side and to back heel it back unbelievable that's what you should get from a top three, top striker three defenders one touch three defenders that was clinical sublime absolutely and a lot of the success that northeast is getting we have to attribute to how good their striker is i mean they are a good team but their striker is just unbelievable at this moment and he's actually single handedly taken northeast to such performances and i feel this uh, this start is the best of northeast in united uh, start this season right could be probably i'm not the stats man here <laughs> no I, i would say this this would have been the i mean this is the best of starts which northeast united have got after augbeche scoring and uh, raulen borge scoring couple of late score late goals yeah. he scored his first yeah, goal yeah. in the goal in the is in this season <laughs> so that's a big deal. that was a good header against 80k probably yeah. yeah it was a nice header i would say after conceding an own goal <laughs> he came back to redeem himself <laughs> yeah but i uh, northeast have been good i see them in the like at least in the middle table this time and see making making to the playoffs yeah 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 augbeche in top form and they are there they are there northeast making to the playoffs but another man who scored his first goal this season is tim kel the aussie getting his first goal against kerala blasters but kerala was not done 2-0 up in the half time jamshedpur couldn't have, hold on to that lead sandeep kerala coming back strong and what a way ck win it scoring that equalizer for them yeah yeah he should score no i think he is the highest paying in, paid indian player well that's what i'm hearing <laughs> yeah i think yeah uh, so yeah you better get some goals because <laughs> i mean he is someone who can score we've always known that he is someone who can score so it's nice to see he's had a tough season last year he's had a tough season this year also so uh, good to see him back on the scoreboard in that sense Well, good to see CK Vinay on the score, but another man. But Tim Cahill also. It's nice to see him get the goal. Ah, uh, the iconic celebration. An iconic celebration that followed. An, the second goal for Jamshedpur came from a certain Michael Susai Raj, a guy who was declared the player of the I League last season. Sandeep, we have been bragging about this fellow for quite some time now. Are you happy to see him perform in the ISL now? He, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, he he was a top player. He was the main guy for Chennai City last year, and uh, he's continuing to do that here and. What a strike to announce yourself! Huh? 
that that that's just brilliant and i'm also happy nanda kumar is also doing recently in delhi i think not not that they're winning matches but he's doing well yeah clinical performances here and there by nanda kumar but uh, akash i hear you're not very happy with the way suzai raj performed what what's wrong with him what do you think uh, i think uh, he's missing that one one uh, spark i would say so i mean that spark which can get him a, a national call up so that is what suzai is missing right now apart from all the performances apart from all the assists he has given all, apart from all the chances he has made he has he, i mean he misses that spark which anirudh thapa had he he was very influential last season for chennai and he's been too good i would say that is why he got, he earned the national call up so suzai has to step up a bit so that he gets the national call up but uh, but isn't it unfair that a player who is the best player in the i league is not getting yeah, a national uh, call up you correct sandeep but uh, if if that's so then uh, i would say jayesh has was i mean he's been good he's been good since the aizwal uh the journey after the aizwal journey so i think he even he should get a call up rahul beke should get get a call up he's been too good for bengaluru last season as well playing on the right back position center back position so if we look at the valuable and the i mean correct call ups then rahul should be in the team not narend das or pritam kotil for that matter absolutely rahul beke has been i don't he should walk into that international team at the at center back right back left back wherever he plays there he plays in center defensive midfield as well he can play all right guys that's that's about the discussions that we have on this episode of injury time but we are not done yet there are a few questions that our listeners want to know about from you two sandeep coming to you first we have brian dzuza asking with current form chennai fc's chances look very slim in the afc cup what changes would you make in this team uh okay so the interesting thing about afc cup uh, is our region it's called the south uh, south zone we don't really have that much competition because you have teams from sri lanka teams from dhaka and uh, the best competition you generally have is the team from india which will be minerva this time because they'll play for the champions league uh, playoff spot and uh, there i think maybe champions league is a step too far for any indian team at this moment so they will be part of the you know afc cup so if you look at how bfc last year managed uh, afc cup they mostly used their second string sides to get through the group stage because i think new raiden was the one team that gave them some trouble otherwise by and large it was that was some trouble that was some trouble uh, especially on the left side which we keep talking about and uh, nobody listens but anyway <laughs> <laughs> one certain player one certain player is not listening to us <laughs> yeah anyway but uh, otherwise uh, it's it's pretty easy group to get out of the question comes can they be good enough or be at a stage where they can take on teams once they get into the you know uh, the quarter finals or the round of 60 or, uh, yeah round of eight, last eight like bfc has struggled to get out of the semi final round in the last two years because and they've played the eventual finalist in that sense uh, but you know i think they should be able to get out of the group at least at least if not it'll be minerva so one way or another it's going to be an indian team i think ah uh, yes completely agree man getting out of the south zone shouldn't be a problem from either of the teams it's it will be an indian team be it minerva or chennai but the question comes in those knockout matches matches where you have teams from the central zone you have teams from the east zone last year you saw a team from turkmenistan no one knew about them but the way they played simply surprised everyone and this is what you expect from a team from the central zone a year before that you had 4.25 from north korea a really difficult game to go away and play but bengaluru did a good job but then again in the interzonal final you had istiklal coming a tajik side simply dominating bengaluru both home and away and going all the way to the final so the question this question comes is 
can Chennai go that step further and beat these teams and make it to the final first? Well, I don't see that happening this season. I agree with you, Nitin. Uh, so, I agree with you, Naveen. <laughs> All right, there's someone getting my name wrong. All right. Okay, but I won't get your name wrong, Akash. Uh, this next question is from you. It comes from Vivek Mohan. Was the sacking of Pune City manager, Miguel Angel Portugal, just after three matches, a hasty decision? uh i feel this is a correct decision to make because uh when uh he was the manager i don't i didn't see the uh, team play any attacking football any pressure football i just saw them playing simple basic football but uh, as isl has grown uh, the quality has actually grown so uh, that simple football is not going to work this time and soon as pradyum's come in i saw a decent performance from the side uh, like attacking football i saw a lot of marcelino robin singh there uh, putting in crosses and uh, putting crosses in the final third which is the game is made sandeep there's one more question this is again relating to the sacking of miguel angel portugal here nandan is asking while most people believe that portugal sacking was far too early and untimely the star player seems to believe otherwise and he is co-tweeted a marcelino tweet i believe you have seen that tweet what do you make of it sandeep there is an i i don't like the fact that uh, coaches lose their jobs after 3 4 matches that uh, is fundamentally that i feel is wrong but at the same time maybe we, we don't know what happened within the club maybe uh, there there was a fallout and it was better to try and save the season sooner rather than later uh, one of the interesting things that uh, we knew miguel angel portugal last year was with uh, delhi dynamos and when pune hired uh, the manager i think the delhi owner he tweeted something a little demeaning in that uh, do you really remember what he tweeted i don't remember exactly what i just remember thinking like oh man come on let it be you don't have to do this when someone's going for another job and so maybe you start to wonder if there is some truth to that because this is two year two seasons in two different clubs and uh, last year yeah i mean in a sense you know changte and all of them were there for delhi they tried to do something attacking wise they were just defensively a little weak uh the same issues persist even here and you have the attacking talents of marcelino and alfaro and you still can't win the game so uh, i think maybe there is yeah we maybe give it to the benefit of the doubt to the club this time but, but fundamentally to sack a manager after 3 4 games means you've hired the wrong guy and that's on the board and that's on the club for doing that well that's on the board and not on the on the manager or the team That's what the verdict here is from Sandeep. While Akash believes that was the right decision to go by. So, well, split decisions here at injury time, listener. Well, you can always write to us what you think about Miguel Portugal's sacking and all other things pertaining to the ISL. Well, don't be surprised. We'll also be covering I League, but in the next episode, which is also out this week. So till then, have a great week and enjoy the game.